Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors. Uh, Two Pilots, Distillery Nobles, Networking, Knife a Month underscore shop on Instagram. Uh, who else is paying me this month? I don't know. Um, I really got to start writing this shit down. Uh, let's see. Let me think. Let me th- oh, Par Hopper Golf Apparel. Thank you. Uh, creative vets y'all are not paying me but we're going to play in a golf tournament for them coming up y'all please go check them out and uh my big guy my buddy in uh tennessee at um project canine hero please go look them up he just sent us some wonderful stuff i love you jason uh proud of all the shit you're doing our management company uh red circle thank you for a little change in my pocket and all that you do Every once in a while, y'all tag folks in my stuff that I'm very, very positive about the things she's been through and can actually help people with hers. But uh, she'll sound like she's got some haters, too, we're going to talk about. And uh, I'm excited. So I would like to introduce y'all to uh, Miss Breanne Paquin. Uh, did I say it right? You did. You did. Fuck, yeah. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. How are you? Uh, I'm good now. I got dry mouth really, really bad. I don't know why. Uh, I haven't done drugs today yet. <laughs> i'm sure the whiskey will help though i'm about to i just poured one this was supposed to be my sober month uh yeah i've really messed up i'm four days in and uh, i have um i didn't drink yesterday yep, there you go i can't be, i just realized that i cannot be in the studio this is the first day this month i've been in the studio and i think i'm just gonna sip this one to get through this show and then about six or seven after and you know that'll be enough for today hey i mean sounds like you're down cutting so we're good no, no that's definitely not um <laughs> I, I i turned the radio what got me is i turned the radio on and when i turned the radio on i'm bad about that the second i hear music it's over with for me oh especially country music just something about country music and beer always goes really well together me and you're gonna get along just fine um i, I don't what, drink anymore though unfortunately uh well you probably can't right and I really can't. I miss it. But anytime the country music's on, all I think about is that cold beer on a nice summer day. Yeah. Uh, well, darling, I'll go ahead and tell you, I drink enough for both of us. So don't worry. Uh, you know, I'm sorry you can't, but <laughs> I almost wish that I could, to be real with you. I think uh, somebody told me over the weekend. Oh, by the way, thank you to Miss Cat and Miss Brittany and everybody uh, at the Blue Martini or where the place was called that I shouldn't have been at uh for having us uh me and cody wiggins this past weekend it was a very very good time um but if i ever go to a place again that you try to take they took my hat off of me i've never ever been to a bar that i couldn't wear a hat in i was fucking mad i'm ball-headed 
and I'm a hatfish. I am only attractive when I have a hat on. A hatfish. I, I like. I am a hatfish. Okay. Yeah, and I'm single. So, like, going into that bar, and all the women that were there were married anyway, but this was like a, a uppity place, and this, like, every woman in there that wasn't with them was beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, my God, they're beautiful. And, like, I have a thing for, like, um, I don't know how to say this without sounding racist, so I'm just going to say it. Beautiful black women that are, like, very well-educated with, like, that curly hair, that short curly hair, and they were everywhere. And I was just like, oh my God, I just look racist without my hat on. They're not going to talk to me. And they didn't. So I left and went to somewhere I could wear a fucking hat. <laughs> oh man. I mean, beautiful black women. That's unfortunate. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so um i want to start off if it's cool with you mm-hmm. i want to start off with your haters first because um one of the things one of the things i really like about people is when you ignore your haters like because you're gonna get them mm-hmm. it's, it's just it's part of it's part of the social media shit um i just got done doing a fundraiser for veterans and uh like raffling off a truck and everything and i had people that were mad about it like why the fuck would you be mad about it and then i sat here and i thought about it and i was like you know what you know why they're mad it's because they fucking can't do it like they're mad because either they don't have the money to buy a raffle ticket for one or like uh hold on a second will you say something real fast i gotta make sure your audio is coming through um yeah can you hear me yeah, hold on a second. We're going to pause this for a second. Let me give me a second. Your audio is either really, really faint. It shouldn't be. Hold on. Or this mine's really loud. I can speak up. <laughs> no, no, yours is like, oh shit. Hold on. I'm glad we was only five minutes in and I caught that. Why is it so faint? Oh, you know why? I'm a dumbass. Hold on. It don't even matter. Hold on. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm stupid. You are completely fine. This shouldn't even be up. I get to where I'm doing so much shit now to where uh we're good. So, like, I didn't pause this. Did I? I didn't pause that. Now we're going to pause. There we go. Okay. So, we're fine. As long as I can hear you on here, it's good. Uh. No, so like the problem with a bunch of uh, for everybody else heard a real ass technical difficulty like in progress, and I didn't, I'm not cutting it. So you know, that's part of the lore of the show. Is uh, I I got to like I'm to the point now where the show like it's gotten big enough to where I have to hire somebody to do the technical stuff for me, but I'm a cheap bastard, and I think that I literally can do this. Pay attention to what I'm doing. Pay attention to the recording on the screen. Pay attention to the audio. Pay attention to everything. And I'm not smart enough to do fucking none of it. Like, Yeah, I have ADHD. I can barely finish a sentence sometimes, so kudos to you. Same, same. I just have to remember. I have to remember the audio. Like, as long as you can hear me clear on Zoom, you just transfer it over. I don't don't know why. I don't know why that that was messing up for me. Um, But anywho... So, 
Uh, hold on, that still seems wrong. Wait a second. Second technical difficulty, and the bad thing was there was not one. Um, I, I was just telling her, I have gone so hard lately that my brain is just like, and I know what all y'all are going to say, you drink too much. Do my job. Do my job. Y'all can kiss my ass. Uh, everywhere you go, like, like, here, have a free drink. Here, have a free drink. Or you got to sit here and want to do shows with people. You know what they want to do? They want to drink when you do shows. Or you got to be comfortable around somebody and got to drink. Um, but anyway, so we are talking about the haters beforehand. One of the things I like about people is whether you can either ignore them or you can go about handling them in the right way. Whenever we started talking all fair a while ago, and I went ahead and busted out, first question is hey the other day when we posted that you were going to be on the show supposed to be yesterday but uh somebody got stuck in atlanta uh me and um shout out to cody wiggins uh by the way cody how'd that floor taste on saturday night my buddy my buddy who never gets to do anything because he's a he's a very good husband and father uh his family was gone somewhere and he had me up there. He ended up sleeping on his bathroom floor in front of a heater because uh, he doesn't drink, and uh, he drank with me. He, it was the cutest thing ever. He's curled up in a ball in his little boxers. He's just he's a little sad little puppy. Anyway, but uh, but uh, but I wanted to ask you off, you know, off recording before we, and I wanted to see how you handled it, really, about somebody kind of talking a little shit. You know, just seeing what what your reaction would be. If you'd have got riled up about it and you would have got pissed off and you would have just got emotional, I probably wouldn't have brought it up on the show. But you really handled it the way I would have. You kind of shrugged it off and you kind of laughed about it. And you kind of was like, this is nonsense. And I already kind of thought it was nonsense anyway. Because, <laughs> folks, I'm going to tell you this. If you're going to message me and can complain about a guest – before I even had them on, understand one thing, if nothing else, I'm going to judge that person for myself. If I think they're a piece of shit, I'm going to call them a piece of shit on the show. I'm going to, but I'm sure a lot of people think I'm a piece of shit. A lot of people probably don't like how I behave. I'm going to give a person a benefit of a doubt. I'm not going to judge a book by his cover because I don't want to be judged by my cover. And you, you were very good about it. So uh, I really don't know if I want to read this person's – I don't know if I want to read their their things. But I don't know. How, how would it do – I don't want to read their messages because I feel like that gives them validation. But why, why don't people like you? Because it just seems like you are a sweetheart. Thank you. Um, I can't really answer why they don't like me. Uh, I have <laughs> – that's sounds like personal problems in my opinion. Um, I like me, so we're good, but <laughs> well, that, the woman even like goes on to say like, like you and your sister threatened her. Oh yes. So you don't, I, you can read the messages if you want. Okay. I've, yeah. I, I'll read. I'll read it. Cause it gives a little bit more context. <laughs> I was harassed for days by, uh, by your followers because she kept bringing up my name, uh, and slandering it. Um, she is not an innocent person. She pretends to be. I've included some clips. I watched the clips. I didn't really 
sound like it. It kind of just sounds like you didn't really pay it any attention. Um, the death threats, I kind of didn't, I didn't catch on what the death threat was. Uh, I have blocked her on every single social media. She continues to tell people I'm harassing her um, and uh, other outlandish things. What, 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 what would be the outlandish things? It just doesn't seem like you would go out of your way. Well, so my comments on the, that message, because um, I've seen it, they sent the same message to my husband, um, which is really funny, um, is not contacting, is contacting all the sponsors that I'm working with or the people I'm supposed to go on podcast with um, to tell them I'm a horrible person. Isn't that one harassment and slander, the things that she says I'm doing? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what she's doing. I mean, before, before somebody even gets to judge, like, before I even get to have a conversation with you. Yeah. So one, I think she may not know the, the, the term slander and what it actually means. Um, but no, I know exactly who that is. Not like personally, there was one day I was on a live with my sister-in-law, Kenzie. Um, my followers typically know who Kenzie is. She's also a creator on TikTok as well. And she's battling, um, stage four cancer. She's five kids. She's 32. Like, you know, very young and dealing with a lot. And there was just one day we were sitting on my live chatting back and forth and someone commented that there was a girl on some random post. I don't even, I don't even think I saw it, but some girl like commenting these things about me, like these bad things about me. So, So a lot of my followers started going over to that post and saying like, Hey, why don't you talk to Brienne about it? She's on live right now. Why don't you hop on live with Brienne right now? And I was like, yeah, if she wants to come on live, she can, we can talk about it. And that was like the extent of my involvement of harassing her. Um, I was just saying she wanted to talk. She could come on. By, invite, then, by inviting her to have a, a conversation was harassing her? I guess so. Because, well, at this, I understand because a lot of my followers did go from that live to comment and say, go on her live then, go on her live then. But I didn't send them, you know, I don't say, hey, go harass this person, um, go bully this person or continue. Like, I don't do that. I don't believe in bullying in general. Yeah. Um, but the death threat thing, she had said that my sister-in-law had sent her a death threat. And my, my sister-in-law is like, a, she's a woman with cancer, terminal cancer. She's not sending anyone death threats. She's not doing anything. And in that video, I think my sister-in-law laughs at it. She's just like, I sent a death threat. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and then we moved on because it is just what it is. Well, she even, okay. So this is something that mean you didn't talk about a while ago, but I just read through it to make sure I wasn't sticking my foot in my mouth before I opened it. <laughs> so apparently I kept messaging this woman and she kept messaging me. I must've been drunk and I'm looking at the timestamps <laughs> on it. So we did talk and the woman was actually very nice and respectful, but now I'm, now I'm even more confused. So like she, she sent me a screenshot of some, a message that you sent her that is kind of very respectful. Like the message is kind of a respectful message from you. It says, leave me alone. Stop giving out my information on your lives. Uh, uh, so your followers can harass me. Anything after this message is harassment and I will press charges. That's not you being ugly. Like, and now I'm even, now I'm even kind of more confused. Wait, is that something she said I sent her? Or is that something that she's, if she sent that to me, that's something I also have no knowledge of. You've been, you've blocked this account. Okay. Maybe she sent it to you. Maybe. I don't think I ever saw that though. 
Okay. Well, she blocked the account, so she you wouldn't have. <laughs> um, I really don't know. I the woman her- the, the woman's not. I mean, the woman is nice to me. Um, but I just don't see where. I don't. I don't. I don't understand that. Yeah. The so the first time that, that her messages were sent to me in a screenshot was from a brand. I actually didn't even work with the brand. Um, they were, they reached out to me. It was, they're called club Amber. They make beautiful bracelets and they wanted to make bracelets for my sister-in-law Kenzie for national cancer day. And so they just asked if I would make a post to help raise money for Kenzie. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So that's all I did in my involvement with that company. But that woman messaged them as well with similar messages, the same clips and the woman that owns club Ember, she messaged me screenshots and she was like, I just wanted to let you know that this woman is doing this and saying these things. I was on that live. So I know like not to believe her. And basically she was like, I called her crazy and blocked her. And I was like, okay, so I I've known for, I think it's been a couple months now, honestly, that people, this person in particular is reaching out to my husband. Um, apparently the podcasts that I'm going on or have been on and um, brands that I want to work with and have worked with. It's just very bizarre behavior. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't deter me. Um, I don't think it deters a lot of people just for the fact that I'm a person who has a history. Like I've been to jail. I've, I've you know, in, in my early twenties, I was not a good person. I've shared on the show all the time. From 18 to 22, I was a piece of shit. Um, just bad person. I've stole, I've lied, I've cheated. I've done a lot of bad shit. Deceived people, been very misleading. And uh, I was not a good person then. Luckily, 12 years later, I've made uh, a lot of amends for a lot of things that I've done bad back then. Um, and uh, I never, I always take a grain of salt when somebody says shit like that. Because it's, I believe in growth. I don't care if you're a better person today than you were yesterday. I still will probably like you. Like, as long as you're not the same person you were yesterday, I don't care. Like, it does not affect me in any type of way. I I believe that people grow. I believe people better themselves. So even if you did make mistakes, I'm not saying you did by any means. Somebody that wants to keep nagging you about something is somebody who doesn't believe in growth. And, Somebody who doesn't believe in that shit, they they shouldn't be listening to this show or following me. Um, <laughs> it sounds like they shouldn't be following you either. Um, now the other the other account that messaged me, this is a big problem that I have with people. A huge problem that I have with people. I don't mind if haters, whatever you want to call yourselves, I do not mind whatsoever if you message me and talk about a guest whether they've been on the show before or whether they're going to be on the show. Good Lord knows I love Kylie Strickland. I thank the world of Kylie Strickland, but Kylie has some of the nastiest people on the planet that watch her day in and day out that don't support her and have sent me the ugliest messages. And I've told them all to kiss my big fat ass because she's got one of the biggest hearts ever. She's, <laughs> she's rough around the edges just like me, but she's, she's a good person. And they will send me some nasty shit about her. So sad. But what I hate is when somebody makes a fucking fake account to message me because you don't have the balls to do it your damn self. So whoever this person is, 
with the little Easter bunny as your profile picture, you are a little asshole. I about said something else, but you seem like a very nice lady, and I don't know what lady's going to be listening to this show because of you. So we're going. I'm going to keep it that about PG. So I'm going to read. I'm going to read this whole message or the majority of it because they wrote me a fucking novel. Oh. Um, yeah, they wrote a lot. It's probably the same person. I but think it's the same person. <laughs> Personally, it would, it would make sense. Before you interview Brian, I wanted to send you some things. Uh, I was a supporter of her for a long time, even donated to her GoFundMe not long ago after a story went viral. In fact, uh, I caused, caused tension between me and my husband um, because he felt something was off with it from the first live he watched. First off, there ain't nobody fucking husband watching lives with you. That's a lie right there. I should have should have broke this down. I should have listened to this for no husband. If he's watching you, it's not for the same reasons that the wife is watching you. Over <laughs> over time, she completely uh, contradicted herself or lied about so many things. Uh, the one that finally opened my eyes was when she had done a live with. Uh, I don't know if I can say this name. It starts with an H. Is that your sister? No, that is the woman of. She's the mother of the four-month-old baby we were okay. potentially adopting. Okay, so I don't know that part of the story either, but I'm not going to say her name. Uh, decided to parent a four-month-old, saying she had put in uh, the male formula to that woman for the child's name uh, that someone had sent her. And then in her next life, someone asked, did she give that woman the formula? She said, no, I kept it. And then someone said, uh, why? And she said, because I can. Well. <laughs> what the fuck? This woman cares so, so much about the formula. Well, okay. So tell me the formula because that just sounds like it's probably more than what it actually was. It really like wasn't though. That's the thing. So uh, long story short, my husband and I were in the process of possibly adopting a four month old baby boy who took a very, he uses the um, pre, like the preemie formula. So it's a little bit more expensive and when we were in the process of adopting him, someone reached out to me and she was like, Hey, my child actually used to drink that formula too. And I have a ton left over. I no longer need, would you like it? And I was like, yes, absolutely. That's amazing. Cause, um, I don't qualify for WIC. Um, that free formula sounds amazing. It's expensive. And so I had said it was in the mail on its way to me because she was mailing it to me. Um, but people apparently thought that I meant that it, meant it was on its way to the mother of the four month old. However, this is the one part of the whole story that like really like common sense. If I was still in the process of adopting this baby who was going to come home to me, why would I be sending the formula to her? You know what I'm saying? Yep. So this mom does qualify for WIC and has free formula. So she was not in any need of the formula. I had said if the adoption fell through, I would likely just mail it to her so she can have it. But that adoption, I don't share everything of my, like every part of my life online. Yeah. Like why would you get received the formula if you weren't going to receive the baby? Right. Well, so like I was. Lord, like, why would I send the formula to her if I was going to be having the baby at my house within the next few weeks? Yeah. But it was, um, 
uh, shoot, I forgot where I was even going with that. Uh, the ADHD thing is real bad. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. You connected puzzle pieces. Yeah, I mean, you, you did. It, it, yeah, you did. It was just like a weird. Anyways, she didn't need the formula. The adoption didn't end on the greatest of terms. And I don't have her address. So there is, even if I wanted to send her the formula, there is no way for me to send her the formula. She doesn't want me to. So at the end of the day, that is what it is. And it was also a gift to me. So I got you. So uh, before I read the rest of this, before I go down to the next part of it, if you don't mind me asking, uh, why didn't the adoption, I guess, go through or end on the best of terms? Um, so at the end of the day, the mother was able to utilize resources given to her. She found resources uh, through people on the internet and multiple streams of resources, if that makes sense. Yeah. To the point where she was, she felt she was able to raise her baby herself, which is amazing. Okay. And we celebrate that. So we're happy for her, but she did not want any more contact going forward. And I, I understand. So we, we left it. Me and her have not spoken. It's these people on the internet that keep bringing up these issues. Ah, uh, okay. So it was kind of, so I have an understanding of it. It was kind of y'all were going to adopt the child without going like down in Georgia, you would have to go through, which I guess is any state or wherever, but we would have to go through an orphanage or we would have to go through a whole ass process here where y'all kind of going around all of that. No, no, no. We were going through the process and, um, she just changed her mind. Yeah. Okay. She was able to get like basically money at the end of the day. It all it came down to for her was that she needed money. And that's something that an adoptive parent really can't provide. And had I known it was something as simple as just like a few hundred dollars, you know, maybe we could have tried to fundraise for her, but she was able to find, you know, the sources to do that. That's good. Yeah. At the end of the day, we got to keep her baby. We're all really happy with the way it turned out. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. All right. Uh, Well, that's good. That makes sense. Makes perfect sense. All right. So uh, let's, let's go on to the next one. I told her uh, I was in both lives and she was lying. I contacted my credit card company for the GoFundMe. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Uh, then I was blocked because she, I would have blocked you too if you wasn't listening to the whole story. I'll just be real with you. If you only heard the parts you wanted to hear or you wasn't connecting the pieces. Um, so I went to my backup account and I got on live and asked, why did you lie about the formula? She's still formula and she was angry. Uh, anger she displayed. First off, I'd have been fucking angry too if you kept asking me the same question after I'd answered it already. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> if you. If you keep asking me the same question, people don't understand that. My answer isn't going to change. The only thing that's going to change is my attitude. Thank you. Yeah, like if you ask, I hate when fucking people, what do you want me to say? Like the truth is the fucking truth, especially too. I, I'm going to help you out here. I'm going to help you out. I already like you. So I'm, 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 I'm going to help you because this woman or this fake Instagram account woman is going to be listening to this without a doubt, ma'am. This woman just went through a traumatic experience. She probably had her hopes up about something. Okay. She's already probably a little hurt. If not a lot of hurt, you know what hurt people do? They get fucking pissed off. It's part of the stages of mourning. When I'm angry or when I'm sad, those two things tend to cross over in emotions. So if you keep asking me the same fucking question and I have to answer it repeatedly, sad is all of a sudden going to turn into anger when I have to keep answering it. 
That is why you see people when they're getting into fights in public or whatever, they have tears in their eyes. That is when anger and fucking sadness mix. If you don't understand that, go fucking watch the Disney Channel. You don't need to watch adult programming. (laughs) There you go. I would imagine that's why if you showed any anger at the time, you did. Oh, I definitely had frustration. Uh, I don't blame And at the end of the day, the whole because I can comment. Yeah, I'm going to respond like that to someone who keeps asking the same the same question over and over again. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it was a gift given to me. So I, I can keep it. Yeah. It's mine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't blame you for it, though. I mean, it, it sounds like something I'd say. It sounds it, knowing the context of it now, I think I like when I initially read the because I can thing without the context, it sounds like a bitch comment. It, it really it does. Giving the context to it and knowing the situation now. I don't know who the, who this woman is that's complaining about it, but ma'am, I know a lot of white women. And y'all, when you get pissed off. I've said a whole lot worse than because I can like just saying emotions fly. You're going to say shit. You probably regret five seconds later. You probably, you probably regretted because I can five seconds later. I've regretted a whole lot of shit that I've said. I might not, I might not have regretted it. I'll be honest with you. I'm a petty motherfucker. Um, Yeah. But if they're messing with you, you're just a person. That's what a lot of these people on social media don't get. You're just a fucking person. The emotions that you go through in a time like that, you're not going to wear them well. You're not a trained actor. You're not portraying reality TV. This person that's sitting there listening to you, they've been trained to sit there and watch a movie or watch reality TV. And they're like, you know what? This is how they normally act. This is the this is what I ought to get after I've gave them 20 bucks or a hundred bucks of my money to help with their GoFundMe for a good cause. No, you know what you're gonna get if I'm upset? You're gonna get you if you are upset because I'm just a real ass person. There's nothing different about you and me. There's there's nothing that's different. Holding me accountable for something that you would do the same way is bullshit. That's why a lot of people don't like me today. That's why I do like you. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, all right. So let's see what else. Uh, I'm sending you uh, it all. I've seen her uh, send followers to go harass women in three different of uh, the same lives or same lives. Uh, then Brianna will go read the comments. A thousand uh, people in her lives would uh, comment uh, real time and laugh uh, and thanking them. Um, I mean- I, yeah, tell, tell me a little bit about that. Wait, I'm confused. She's saying I read comments on my live. I, I think I think what she's saying there is that you would send people to go mess with other women on their social media and then read the comments and like laugh about it. Oh no, I would never do that. I am 100% pro woman and lifting other women up, so I would never. You're nicer than me because I would laugh if someone told me to go fuck themselves. Would that be about it? Like, it, there's a difference in standing up for your friends and the people you like, and then harassing and bullying. Yeah, there, there's a huge difference. I want loyal people in my corner that are going to be like, "Hey, 
why don't you just shut the fuck up and let it be? Yeah. Well, I'm going to say I have a lot of followers who do that. They um, do stick up for me. Like I'll be scrolling through TikTok and I'll see random things like don't mess with Brienne. And I'm like, oh, who are you? Thank you. But who are you? I don't. I don't, I had to actually make a TikTok video about this. And I'm so sad that I live in a world where I had to, I don't control people. I don't tell people what to do. They don't do things for me. I'm not a leader. I'm not a controller. Like I, I do not control the actions of others. I can't help what they do. Yeah, you can't. And that's what so many folks on social media don't understand is I don't do anything like that because we can't control it. Once you open that box, I never tell what I only thing I ever advise or ask people to do is if we're doing like the veteran fundraiser, we just did anything like that. I tell them to go look at the organization, make sure the organization's real, pay attention to what they do. Go listen to the episode that we've done with the organizations, dive into them and then help them help us helping them or whatever it is. But if somebody's like says some bullshit about me, I'm like, look, I don't care. At the end of the day, they got to wake up tomorrow morning to be them. I get to wake up tomorrow morning to be me. I like that. All right. If they, if they're sitting there and they're wondering, are they, they're going to get like this woman right now, she's going to, you know why she, you know, that's going to make her mad. This is what's going to happen. I shit you not. And now, now I wish I wouldn't have read the messages, but I'm going to keep going because it's funny to me now. She's going to get validation because I read the messages, but she's going to be pissed. She's going to get pissed. That I didn't say her name. She's going to, she's going to get pissed, but I even fucking said it was an Easter, like an Easter bunny while ago. Like I even said what it looked like. Cause that's all they want. They want the attention. They do. They want the attention. Even if you were a piece of shit person to them, even if you are a piece of shit, you're, that doesn't mean you're a piece of shit person to everybody else. There's a lot of people that I think are fucking more. I don't know if you know this about me. I talk about it on a lot of shows. I hate 99.9% of the people on TikTok, on Instagram, on social media. There are people all the time that tag folks in my stuff and they're like, Hey, have him on your show, have her on my, on your show. It'd be a great show. I go look at their content and I figure out that bitch don't do nothing but dance and shake her ass. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? They're like, no, no, but I love her. Why? <laughs> Cause she's why, pretty. Why? What do you love about her? Because she makes me, why? Why does she make you smile? What does she bring to your day? What does she do to make, what does she do to be a positive role model to my 11-year-old daughter? What, what does she do to make this fucking world a better place? I don't see her on social media raising awareness for anything like you do. I don't see uh, this girl with big tits and a fat ass on there talking about helping veterans with mental health awareness. I don't, I don't see them doing that. I see them on there showing off every bit of them that is fake, that it, they don't care about anything besides them. Why would I want somebody like that on my show? Or you get these dudes 
that get on there that show off six pack abs that's got a fucking brain the size of a walnut that can't count the three. And they're like, no, we want you to do a show with him because he's good looking. I would run circles around him mentally. <laughs> Can he out bench press me? Does he look better? Yeah. But he out. If you want him to talk to me, you better tell that bitch to go get education and life, not school. I, I just, I have no use for that. I mean, it is a podcast where you talk. So, <laughs> yeah, they don't realize that you got to do more than a fucking 10 second trendy dance to be on this show. No, it's so funny because I see uh, comments all the time about like how I don't really put out content. And I'm like, you're right. I'm not a content creator. I don't dance. I don't do, I don't know how to do transition videos. I've tried like one or two and they're terrible, but they're fun. I, I talk, I talk about my life. That's what I use TikTok for. See that though, me and Kat and me and Dimps literally had this conversation um, on two different shows here recently. And it was people don't understand what that fucking word even means. I hate the word influencer. I hate the word creator. I hate all that. Technically, everybody's a fucking creator anyway. But you, if you just copycat people and you do trendy stuff, you're not a creator. You're a fucking follower. Like, and, and I don't mean follower like you click on follow and now like you're keeping up with somebody. All you did is you saw something that was working for somebody else, and now you're just you're copycatting them. What you do, what I do, what Dimps does, what fucking Cat does, what a lot of people that have been on this show does, they come up with their own content. They put their lives out there. The reason why we are seen differently, and I, I still don't think we should be seen differently at all, to be honest with you. I don't think we're any different. Is the way that we put our lives out there, we just do it in a, like a more energetic, a more, more better, worst way to say it. Uh, we do it in a way that's entertaining. That is what, it, that is what an entertainer is. There's a hundred women that do the same dances, the same energy that, Dimps does it but there's something about Dimps that she's the fucking best at it that is why she'll be on cmt hosting a show in the next year i'm a hundred percent sure of it there's <laughs> yeah like there's there's a reason why people succeed in this and there's a people there's a reason why people never try it. they're scared of it. they're scared of the failure to it they're scared to put their lives out there uh, the reason why I even got on social media in the first place six or seven years ago was uh, I'm a suicide survivor and I used to be like 340 pounds and I wanted to share when I went through my really, really last bad heartbreak. Like I didn't want to go back down that dark road again. So like I went through a suicide attempt in 2010 and in 2016, I went through a very bad separation and I was fat as hell. I was unhealthy as hell. And I didn't want to go back to that dark place I was six years ago. So I knew what my triggers were, and I knew I needed an outlet. So I started going to the gym, and I needed a little positive reinforcement. So I would post some pictures on social media. And then I would post videos instead of me being mad at this woman and cussing her to fuck out. I would just be just kind of loud and kind of a 
obnoxious because that was me. And next thing you know, Bearded Bastard was born. And then Bearded Bastard was found by radio. And me being the authentic version of myself led to a career. And it led to where I'm at now. And I had to take a leap of faith on myself. And you putting what you're putting out into the world now, you're helping people. Like you, I don't care what you're fucking. I literally had the conversation with Cat and uh, ah oh fuck, what's her Demarius? Demarius on Saturday night. She's got a she's got a big following. That stepmom life or whatever it is. She's got a huge following. But I was explaining to them, I don't care what your numbers are. It's this. It's the content behind you, and I'm not talking about your social media content. It's the content of your heart. It's the content of your character. When people hear that, they gravitate toward. It. And it's actually what can help others. When people find out that there's something behind you, that there's layers, and you can actually help someone's life, then fuck everybody else. Fuck this message. This one woman. Let that one woman be mad as hell that you're on my show, that you're doing well in in social media. And those brand deals. Those brand deals are going to run to your ass. The way I see it with the brand deals and her reaching out is if they, if those brands don't want to take the five minutes they need to take to scroll through my TikTok to just see that what they're saying is not real and it's not right. And that's not who I am as a person. Then that's not the brand I need to be working with anyways. But first of all, I did want to say, I'm really proud of you. Oh, well, thank you. You're a sweetheart. Yeah, very proud I, of you. You've come through I, a lot. Hey, everybody does. I don't, I think that you got two options in life, darling, when you deal through trauma. And this is something you probably need to take. How old are you? 20, 27. Sorry. I turned 28 in like two months. Oh, well, happy early birthday. Thank but there's something you need to learn. It's one of the best things life ever taught me. We all go through trauma. Everybody has already went through the worst day of their life. How many times have you ever just fucking broke down crying and been like, this is the worst day ever. I know I've said it hundred times, if not 365, I know that I have said, this is the worst day of my life. God, if you get me through this, this is the worst day of my life. I'll be better tomorrow. Just get me through this. I've already made it through every worst day of my life. I'm going to make it through the next worst day. I love that. I'm going to start using that. I really love that. Yeah. So you've already done it. So you're going to keep going. And then also too. You have to be positive, even in negative situations. Being negative in a negative situation is never going to make it positive. You've already went through so much bullshit, and you probably got a lot more bullshit to go through. You probably do. But you know what? Do it with a fucking smile on your face. I like to tell the joke. You ever, you ever hit your uh, pinky toe on something? Yes. You ever hit your pinky toe on something and threw a bitch fit and hit your elbow or something else when you hit your pinky toe? Yes. That is making a negative situation more negative. <laughs> if you'd have hit your pinky toe and took a second to fucking breathe, you would have just only hit your pinky toe. It's a really great point. You'd only hit your pinky toe, but we're fucking stupid. We run off of emotion. Mm -hmm. If we would have just took a second to breathe, and no, shh, shut the fuck up. Take yourself a minute. You're gonna be okay. There's so much of this, like our trauma, like 
it's all we've already been through it now make it work for you that's what i did i knew i always say that my suicide attempt in 2010 was the best and worst thing that's ever happened to me it taught me what life is it taught me that i don't i don't want to i don't want to live this way i don't want to be this person but i have to learn like you either make your trauma work for you or you work for your trauma my fucking trauma works for me now i make a living off of it and I get to meet people like you and everybody else has been on the show. Everybody's fucked up. Everybody's fucked up in their own way. Absolutely. Um, let's get back to getting it back. I, I don't care if it's on track or not. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, the other thing that she sent me, and I thought this was interesting because if she's sharing this to me, uh, she's probably sharing it to a lot of people. So I think, I think this would, this would probably need to be addressed. Okay. Okay. Um, she also says that a, uh, a reporter in Houston, a Miss Gabby Hart, uh, I can say that because she's a public figure. I looked that up, um, has reported, uh, that covered, uh, some do with fraud and hometown with you. Um, and y'all went to the same school together. I couldn't find anything on that though. Um, yes, I've actually, I'm surprised that I've not seen that I've heard of this comment being made. I have not seen yeah. it myself. Um, yes, I think Gabby Hart went to Cleveland State University, but we don't know each other. Okay. We've never met before the news interview. I don't know what years she went to school, but I actually had even forgotten that she went to Cleveland State because, I mean, honestly, those first few days home, I don't remember a lot of it. Like the yeah. trauma, like I can't even think back to those days. Like the trauma was a lot. And I had forgotten that she even said she went to Cleveland state until I had heard this rumor that this, the news reporter, by the way, a public news reporter whose career she's trying to build. And the, the rumor is that she lied for me on, a, on, on the news saying that this was this whole, made this whole story up with me. Like, this is a woman who's trying to get her career started. Like and these people on TikTok are going to ruin a woman, an innocent woman who has nothing to do with me, who's never even met me in person, her life and her career. And that's not okay. Okay. So yeah, we, we will. Yeah. I hope Gabby. The, Hart so the way, so way even this woman worded it, she's tried to, she tried to make her. Okay. I got it now. I know what the woman just did. She tried cool. to trick, she tried to trick me with her, the way she worded it. Um, so the woman actually helped you spread your message is what she did. Yes. Um, Gabby Hart reached out to me on either Facebook or Instagram, right. When everything happened, when like my TikTok started blowing up and was like, I, we want to get this on the news right away. And I said yes to her. And then in 20 minutes later, I was on a zoom call. So it was very unplanned. It was the way that the woman worded this was that the woman spread a a video of like you sliding, you did something that was fraudulent. Hmm. that's the way that the woman worded it, her statement to me. Oh, so I was talking about something totally different then, huh? <laughs> no, I mean, that's what it is, but the reporter that covered the fraud is, yeah, okay. So the woman, the woman tried to make it sound like, people need to understand, when you send me a message, I'm going to look up shit. Like, I'm going to look it up. I knew that when I couldn't find anything of this woman spreading anything that was fraudulent about you, that there had to be something else to it. The woman spread a positive message about you. Yeah. Gabby okay. Yeah. Did a news 
uh, she was the first news uh, reporter okay. that I talked with. Okay, there you go. The way that the woman worded it, I guess she thought I wasn't going to look up my shit. <laughs> that's that's where. Okay, this is God. I hate fucking people. I yes, me too. <laughs> I, I see. You just uh, you're gonna have those. You're gonna have those, and it's usually just jealousy. It's just usually. She's usually semi-jealous. She can't even post her picture. Nope. It's a little bunny rabbit. Now she's going to say we're harassing her, though. Yeah, um, but we haven't said her name, so there's no way that could be harassment in any way. Maybe it's bunny rabbit. Oh, you're going to do I dare her to try to fuck with me. That'd be the the worst goddamn thing she ever did. (laughs) See, you're a sweetheart. You know why nobody ever fucks with me, though? Y'all all play, all the women that are on the show, because we don't have a lot of men. Men don't, like, we do law enforcement officers. We do veterans and stuff like that. I don't like a lot of the men. Justin Nunley, by the way. Justin, if you're listening to this, uh, you and that blue check mark can kiss my ass. Um, It's a joke. We've been playing back and forth all day. Uh, fuck. I, was, I just had a great comp. Oh, see, that AD, I'm saying AD too. Um, where the fuck was I going with that? I had a great comment. You know what I said right before I was got on Justin. You don't like the men. All the women are nice. Uh, shit. See, I had a punchline. I had, <laughs> I had it. I'm talking about, I had it just ready to go. I was reading that. This uh, is in every single live I've ever done. So you're yeah. good. No, it, it happens. Um, I got, just got a trace my thoughts and uh it's not like i haven't even been drinking yet i haven't even finished my first glass of whiskey i literally just had a brain fart uh go back josh we were talking about that and then this and then that maybe i do edit this one down a little bit because that was a great punchline um fuck <laughs> it was great i know how good it was we was talking about bunny rabbits about how, why they never mess with me. Uh, Cause me, why well, I have women on the show. Um, oh, got it. Found it. Pie. So you ladies, you ladies have to be sweethearts. The reason why nobody ever messes with me. I don't portray myself as a fucking nice guy. I don't, I, I, I'm not ugly. I'm not, I'm not like mean. I'm not, a. am just blunt. So, the problem with a lot of these people, if you start running your mouth to me, the first thing I tell you is, sir or ma'am, I literally get paid to talk shit for a living. <laughs> Do you really think when I'm not sitting here portraying myself to be a choir boy, like, and I know how to use my four-letter words the right way, I know how to talk the best shit. I could come up with a punchline in a heartbeat. I don't know what you do for a living. You might be an insurance agent. You might be the blandest motherfucker alive. I get paid to talk shit. Do you really want to run your mouth? All right, pick somebody else. You ladies got to be sweethearts. You got to uphold a public image. You got to, you got to look like the princesses that you are. And that's fine. You also, too, you got to show them tiger stripes, that that mean side when you got to. And I respect that. But somebody like me, oh, I don't ever have to be nice if I don't want to be. 
And that's why most of them just are like, Mm-mm. if I, if I even kind of run my mouth, I'm going, I'm going to get the, the like the verbal business. They yeah. Usually, they usually, I hope, I hope ever that bunny rabbit does come at me. So it's funny you said that because, you know, earlier in the beginning of recording this, you had said something like you, you have the option of ignoring it or addressing it. And so in the beginning, I never addressed any of the hate comments. I simply deleted and blocked. Um, yeah. They weren't stopping. If anything, the hate comments were just getting worse. Right. So I started posting them and calling them out. And I, I get a lot of feedback that's like, well, you shouldn't be paying any attention to this. Why are you giving them your time? You're better than this. I, I'm not better than this. Um, I'm tired of being quiet about it. If people want to post hateful comments on my very public page, then I'm going to publicly repost them. Yeah. I don't have a, I, I'm not going to do it for the simple fact that my social media is mine. I don't give anybody, uh, if I put somebody on my social media, it's because I want it to be out of love, out of a joke, out of whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I almost do not read my comment section. I tell everybody that's on this show, this is the problem with social media, okay? 90% of what I receive is love. But I will not even focus on 90% because I'm too worried about the 10 if I go read my comment section. I will, I, will, I will only see those few hateful comments and I will miss all that love. You're not ever going to be everybody's cup of tea. You're not everybody, but you're not supposed to be. Right. There's, there's a, I think it's a Tupac quote, but it's um, if everybody loves you, then you're fake. You're not, not everybody's supposed to like you. There's a reason why even on TikTok or in radio or whatever, you have a demographic. That is who you're supposed to play to. Mm -hmm. you, there, there's not, I know men don't like me. I, I know why they don't like me and I'm fine with it. Like I don't do what I do for them. The men that like me, are the ones that support the same things that I do. Mm -hmm. But also, they probably don't have daughters. Like, the, the, men, the men that don't like me, I mean. Like, they don't see the world the way I do. But also, I used to be that guy. I used to be that guy before I had Gracie. Like, mm -hmm. I don't see that. I used to be a fucking pig. I, I was, I was, I'm still kind of a womanizer, just kind of a different one now. I live, like, <laughs> I, I believe in passion now. Like I, I just, I don't look for, I like, I like the idea. I'm 34. I've never been married. And like, I, I just believe that there's something different out there. Like I'm very weird when it comes to that kind of stuff, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, I just, I, I literally throw out the bullshit on social media. I don't yeah. block it. I don't delete it. I was trying to find this freaking quote. Pretty much. It says that I'm not going to block you. I'm not going to delete you. Um, he's prepared a place for me at, uh, he's prepared a place for my enemies at my table. I'm not going to block you. I'm not going to delete you. You're going to watch me eat. Ooh. Yeah. Like that's what I, I want you to. I want you to sit there with your plate empty as hell. And I want to have fucking the biggest ribeye in the house. And I want you to have to watch me eat it. 
Because there's too many people on like social media you don't realize. They can mass report you. They can do whatever. But, and this is the pain in the ass part, because even like my account right now has got like a red warning or some shit on it. But it's going to get, it's like going to come off. As long as you're playing by like the app's rules, the community guidelines rules or whatever, you're going to get your shit back. It's when you don't play by their rules. They're going to go review the shit. It might take a month, Mm -hmm. but they're going to put you back in good standards. Let them mass report you. Let them pick on you. Let them say bullshit. Fuck them. I don't, I don't, I just don't, I, I literally do not care about those people. I think that they are miserable ass people. And when folks have been through shit like you have, like I have, we've already been through our, our battles. Like we're, we, we go to war every day. I go to war every day with my mental health. You go every war every day with your health, which we're fixing to get into. And I don't need some little fucking ant (laughs) trying to make themselves into a mountain around me when I've already got fucking mountains to climb. Yes. And that's what they want. That's true. That is true. I ha- I do have some fun with it. Um, I've moved away from like, just, I'm trying to really only respond to like the really absurd comments um, or the ones right now specifically regarding health, just because I have a lot of people on my TikTok that are like, I hate that people think this way. And I'm kind of just trying to show some light that it doesn't have to be like you, your mind, open up your mind a little bit, you know? Yeah. Tell me. All right. So that's what I wanted to get into. Tell me about your health, because I don't like everybody knows on this show for shock value. I don't dive into people's stuff. I take recommendations on guests. You were very highly recommend. Highly, you came highly. Rick, God damn it! I know that word. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. I don't know what's going on. I just got mush mouth today. I think it's because I haven't recorded since Wednesday last week. Um, you came highly. I can't say it. Will you say it? Thank you. Eat both of them. Both of them start with R. Both of them sound good. Uh, tell me about your health. Okay. Um, so I have a genetic connective tissue disorder, uh, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, or EDS for short, and a whole host of comorb- comorbidities that go along with that. Um, but originally, so I actually started talking about chronic illnesses several years ago um, when I was diagnosed with endometriosis. And my husband and I decided to start trying, um, for a baby and we, it wasn't working for a while. So I think for like a year and we were about to start fertility treatments or at least like the process of starting fertility treatments. Right. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to start talking about this because this disease is very real and it's very much affecting, you know, our lives. So I started sharing back in 2019, 2018 about all of this. So with some of these things that like you're going through, I'm going to ask you like, if, if I raise my hand at all, it's not to stop you. It's because I want you to tell me what it is that to, okay. to help like the people like me who might not know. So, so endometriosis, can you kind of so, tell people what that is? Yes. So endometriosis is a gynecological issue. Um, it affects one in 10 women and it takes about on average seven years to receive a diagnosis for it. So it's very, um, I think it's very underdiagnosed. It's not well-treated, but basically it's where tissue that's like the tissue that lines your uterus. So, um, 
the tissue that is similar to the lining of your uterus grows outside of your uterus. So where it's not supposed to be, right? So that can be your entire pelvic like cavity. Um, when they found my endometriosis, it was wrapped around my bladder, around like my ureters and around my ovaries and my uterus. So it was pretty extensive all over the place. Um, and there's just currently no cure for it at all. The treatment is excision surgeries over and over and over again. And that's pretty much about it. Ugh. So what, how do you, uh, you said there's no cure for it, but what's like the, uh, I guess how you deal with it. Uh, how, how, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of doctors that do like medical intervention. So I've tried all forms of birth control, um, to try and fix that, but really like the main and only way to treat it would be surgery. So surgery, they go in and they visualize it and excise it. And there's two different surgeries. There's ablation surgery, which is if your doctor recommends that you should be going to find a new doctor because ablations don't work. They don't do anything. What is ablation? It's basically where they burn off. Like they'll find, um, some tissue that doesn't belong there and they'll just burn off the top of it instead of cutting it out at the root. So you can get it done, but it's not going to solve the problem. It's not even going to remove the root issue. So your issues are just going to come back like way sooner. So excision surgery is the gold standard. Um, and you kind of just have to keep getting them. Some people have it once and they feel better. Some people never even need it. So it's really different for everyone, but for treatments, I've done everything from cervical Botox, um, multiple excision surgeries. I've had multiple organs removed. Um, what organs have you had? Did you say surgical Botox? Cervical Botox. Yeah. Surgical Botox. Cervical. So they put Botox in my cervix. Okay. It's supposed to help decrease pain. It didn't do anything for me, unfortunately. I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to flinch a lot. Uh, on, I'm a, uh, I don't, I don't like a lot of this stuff. And, um, <laughs> I'm over here like envisioning shit. And I just, I about passed out in my chair. Um, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. So and then you said organs removed. Yes. Yeah, so I've had my appendix taken out. Um, I've had my fallopian tubes, my ovary. No, my ovaries are still in. I'm sorry. My fallopian tubes, my cervix, my uterus all out. And then I've had other organs that were damaged, but are still in place and are okay now from the endometriosis. Oh, shit. It's a lot. And I feel like I actually have it pretty mild compared to a lot of women. So really? I feel pretty good about mine. Like, honestly, I feel like mine's not nearly as bad as a lot of women have it. Oh, yeah. See, I, I guess a lot of people, uh, most men just don't know about this shit. I don't know if women have a good understanding of that. It's not that we don't care. It's, we're just not knowledgeable. And until we have like somebody understanding, I didn't realize even that not that it wasn't an issue because I've heard the term of it before, but I didn't know how in depth it was. Yeah. I mean, it's been found in apparently, and I'm just quoting things I've seen and read, but apparently it's been found in all areas of the body. So as the spine, the brain, lungs, um, the legs, which I don't know how they find those places, but it's a very, um, serious disease with like, no, no real, I mean, the treatment's kind of substandard or subpar in my opinion, but why is that? If you don't mind me asking. 
Well, there's, I don't know this, the exact statistics, but there's only like what a few hundred in the entire, uh, surgeons in the entire world who are actually trained to be in like to remove endometriosis. And there are, again, it says one in 10 women have it, but it's also very underdiagnosed. If you think about it, it takes an average of seven years to get diagnosed with that. So that means there's a lot of people that have it are, who are not being diagnosed. So that number has to be much more common in my opinion. Why does, it like, take, why does it take so long to get diagnosed, do you know? Yes, there's a huge disparity in healthcare for women, um, especially women of color. They just, they experience the biggest disparity in healthcare, which means that we're just not, we're simply not taken seriously. Um, we're not, our pain is overlooked. Our symptoms are overlooked. We're told it's all in our head. It's just anxiety. It's just a bad period when it is something that is very, that riddles the whole body or it can. And so it takes a very long time. And I always, I always think this is so funny um, that there's such a huge disparity in healthcare for women because, you know, things like the man flu exists, right? We all laugh about it. And then their babies when they're sick, blah, blah, but they are more believed in healthcare over women. Yeah. See, it's funny. It's, it's actually how you break that down. is funny to me is uh, my daughter's mother, who's a saint who hates me most of the time. Um, but it's a very, very good woman. She just got her gallbladder took out. And, um, I used to call her a baby all the time. I really did because when she would get sick or when she would have pains, I would just be like, what are you doing? Like, you, it's, it's just something else. But then it turned out being, she knew something was wrong with her body. Mm-hmm. She, and like, it turned out her gallbladder was bad and it wasn't where like it was, I, I don't know. Cause like I've had my, my pancreas took out like, but mine was like, I, I like mine ruptured. Like I was septic. I almost died. Um, but like, I didn't even want to go to the hospital and that it took literally my aunt who's an RN being like, uh, I think your I think your appendix is ruptured. Like you, you have, <laughs> you have to, I think I said pancreas, but I meant appendix. Um, okay, that makes a yeah, little yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. I'm stupid. Uh, I don't even remember what shit's been took out of my body. Um, I don't even remember what I put in it either. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, it literally took me almost dying to go to the hospital. Cause I don't like to go. I, I just look at it as another bill. I think everybody's supposed to be a cowboy and your body's going to heal itself the way that it has for ever. I don't like prescription pills. I don't like none of that stuff. Like, I think it's all just a big joke. I think I'm supposed to heal naturally. And, uh, anyway, but I used to give her shit about it. I was like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. And then to come to find out she knew long before the doctors even knew what it was mm-hmm. that her gallbladder was bad. And it was to where even before it rup or whatever, however, whether it ruptures or whatever it is a month before they told her like, Oh, we're going to go ahead and take it out because we don't now in a month's time or a few weeks time. You're going to have a serious problem here. So, like, I think y'all are more in tune with your bodies than, than we are. I think we're just, I think we're big fucking babies. Everybody knows women have a higher threshold of pain than we do anyway. I mean, you, you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we're just fucking babies. I'm a baby. I know what I am. I get sick. I'm fucking done. <laughs> like, I, I promise you, I, even, I'm, I am done. But y'all, I, I think, I, I hate that y'all are like, uh, I, I didn't realize that women aren't took care of, or I guess you're not listened to, but that makes sense because I didn't listen to her. I didn't, I kind of underplayed it. I, I did. And 
you know, she's not going to listen to this because she doesn't listen to my show. But uh, <laughs> she's going to miss this groundbreaking, like, wow. I could, no, I, <laughs> if she ever heard I said she was right, she lose her fucking mind. She wouldn't know what to fucking do. My, oh, my bad, my bad. Shit, he was right about something. But no, it like I, I hate that a lot of men probably think that way because I was wrong in that scenario. I was, and uh, I would hate to say that a lot of doctors, whether they're male or female, uh, think that way. But uh, I, I, I wouldn't. I don't know. That's it's kind of confusing to me though. It, I just don't know why in the age that we live in. Why it would take so long for a woman to get diagnosed with something like that? It could probably, is it something that could be avoid could, that it could be avoided if it's, if it's detected early? No, endometriosis is going to grow on its own and it, you know, it's, so it's not that you can stop it, but there was just a recent case of a woman who, who died because she, her pain wasn't being taken seriously. I think something along the lines of she was rushed into emergency surgery and, um, like her ovary or her uterus, something ruptured and she ended up dying. And it had her pain just been taken seriously, even a week before that, or two weeks before that, you know, maybe she would have survived it. So, and at the end of the day, it's internalized ableism. Um, and people don't want to hear it because it's a, a name. You use that use a really big word. I don't fucking know what it means. Internal internalized ableism. Mm -hmm. All right. What does that mean? So ableism is just basically, I don't even know how to explain it. I want to read it off of like a dictionary, but they don't use words. You can't fucking explain. That's why I don't do it. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, I can explain it. But so ableism is basically someone like if you are telling someone, well, you don't look sick. That is a form of ableism. Um, basically, oh, okay. Yeah. So basically like, well, you don't look sick or just not thinking of others in general. Um, so I just had someone comment like, I understand having chronic illness is hard, but being the caretaker is really hard too. And that is true. I'm not going to, I'm not going to discount that because being a caretaker is hard, but that was very ableist. And like, imagine how that chronically ill person feels instead. I, I don't like when people's, nah, oh, that's a completely different thing. I don't like when people make shit about them. Yeah. I don't like when people make shit about them. Like no offense, but fuck the caregiver in that situation. If you're the person that's sick. See, that's when, Fuck it. I'm on soapbox. Who cares? I'm on a mood today. I don't know why I'm in a bitchy mood today. I'm also in a good mood. So it's weird. Th this kind of brings back to something that I was talking about earlier is everybody goes through their own trauma. Like everybody goes through their own shit. You, you can't compare your shit to my shit because it's, it's my life. So don't say that it's just as hard on the caregiver. It's not just as hard on the caregiver. It's hard for the caregiver. It's hard for the person that's dealing with the shit too. Don't say it's just as hard. I mean, it's because this is this is where you would lose me in that argument. Mm -hmm. One of them's going to die because of their illness. One of them's going to get another patient. Like, and I and I don't mean that in a bad way, but you can't compare. Correct. Yep. And it's so a lot recently because I've been speaking more about my chronic illnesses again. Um, you know, the adoption thing has kind of taking a backseat. I'm back to like, I started my TikTok. I started my social media to talk about chronic illness. So I, I'm yeah. doing that. And a lot of people are like, I can't even imagine talking about how I'm sick when my sister has cancer. Cause my sister-in-law has cancer. Yes. And I'm like, yes, my sister-in-law does have cancer, but I'm also still sick. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not comparing the diseases. 
Um, she has both chronic illness and cancer. She's not even comparing the illnesses there. It's different. And like someone with the exact same disease as me is going to feel very, very differently about it than I am. So there's just no comparison, no matter what. See, I still, th I think you're wrong there too. I think it's, it's all about perception. It's, it's bad to you. It's just as bad as it is to your, is, is it your sister, or your sister-in-law, my sister-in-law. Okay. It's your sister-in-law. Every, this is where a lot of people mess up is everybody has their best self-interest, your best self, whatever at heart, right? It's, it's, a lot of people are going to say they don't, but you do. If it came down to the majority of, am I going to make the best decision for me or my neighbor? You're going to make the best decision for you. Even as us as children, at one point in time, or other, those of us who have children or, or just everybody's a child at some point in time. Here's, here's what a lot of people miss. At some point in time, you have to make the decision that is best for you. In your situation with you having chronic illness or her having cancer, okay, mm -hmm. you have to make decisions that save your life the same way that are going to save hers, that benefit your life the way that benefit hers, to give you a better quality of life the same way it gives her better quality of life. You both are scared that tomorrow might be your last day. It's all about perspective. It's somebody might sit here and make the argument that cancer is worse. Of course, fucking cancer is worse. Yes, absolutely. Of course, fucking cancer is worse. But, yeah. but if I'm in your shoes and I'm dealing with chronic illness and I'm dealing with these things that you're dealing with, well, no offense to anybody that's listening to this right now that has cancer, but that is your cancer. Mm -hmm. that, 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 that is your cancer, okay? I, I'm not the healthiest person, but I don't have anything bad wrong with me. So I could never know what it's like to be in either one of your shoes right now. Mm -hmm. I, I hope I never do. I hope nobody listening to this show does in any way. But I also pray that both of you get better, Right. But until somebody's actually in one of your shoes, you don't know. So yeah. I, th I think that it's okay for you to compare yourself if you have a disease to somebody else with another disease. I, I, I don't see the difference in it. it. Your perspective on life is the same way as her perspective is. Somebody like me and somebody that is healthy couldn't understand we, we, we fucking don't get it, mm -hmm. but you two get it and you probably have a bond over it because it's, it's not what the disease is, is the fact that you both have a disease. Exactly. And I think that's kind of what I meant with like, it's not, we're not comparing it, yeah. you know, it's not a competition. We're all in this together. And that's one thing you'll see most people with chronic illness. They all agree. Like, one person may have it worse than the other, but that we're not in a competition. We're all just in this together. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's what it, yeah. I spread my, I talk, I, I always go around my asshole to get to my elbow when I'm trying to make a point. It tends to make stuff better or make it really worse. But yeah, you said it way cleaner than I did. But no, but I like the way you explained it because I, I like the way you said it. So yeah. you're good. <laughs> well, cool. Cool. What uh, what steps like are y'all going through now? Like uh, what's like y'all's next step? Uh, because I don't like I said I don't, uh, I don't know. 
Um, so our next steps are, well, right now I'm trying to figure out my health situation because I have been pretty sick lately, um, more sick than I'd like to be. And, you know, we are still trying to adopt a baby. Um, we are also in the process of getting our foster care license, but I want to make it very clear that I am very sick right now. Like there's not going to be any children in our house anytime soon. I'm not subjecting children to my illness. Like I won't have anyone in my house until I'm feeling better that like I could actually be a parent. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it. We're still hoping to adopt. We have a potential match with a baby boy that's due in June and we're getting our foster care license. So that's just what we're doing right now. Focusing on that and getting back to being healthy. What, uh, what all do you have to do to get back to being healthy now? Like what are the steps you're taking to get back to being healthy now? Um, well, so like my main issue in the moment is like, I've been having a lot of GI issues. I lost like 25 pounds in two months and haven't been eating. So I, what, I had a EGD. So an upper scope done, I had an ultrasound done and I just had a colonoscopy today, which was not fun. Um, and everything so far is coming back. Okay. Uh, so next is a gastric emptying study to see if my stomach empties too quickly or too slowly. And it's called a HIDA scan to check my gallbladder <laughs> to see it. It could all just be my gallbladder. And that's what we're hoping for because that is an easy surgery. Cut it out and go. It's going to be your gallbladder. I hope so. I really do. A hundred percent. You know how I know you go. I pro this is weird. I, uh, God damn, this is weird. <laughs> so I literally like, I had to have this conversation with somebody recently because everybody thinks I'm crazy anyway. But like, I think some people think I'm like the good crazy. I think a lot of people think I'm bad crazy too, by the way. Uh, I think everything lines up in life when it's supposed to. I think that things just – we get too worried about stuff happening when we want it to happen. But we forget about the journey of stuff and we just too tied up in the destination. And we forget about the process. I have decided in the past several months, I don't care about the destination anymore. Like I'm going to love the process and I'm going to pay attention to the process. And I'm going to start picking up the signs of the process and everything. And one of the things that keeps me sane with this being my life. And uh, cause this is all I do now. Like I literally just do my show for a living. This is, this is it. And I've done it for the past 16 months. This is all I do ever since I got fired from radio. I look for little signs. I look for little signs, little signs of affirmation to let me know that I'm on the right road. Little jokes, humor. If the good Lord smacks me in my face sometimes, that's good too. It's let me know that my dumb ass is doing what I'm supposed to. Everything that you just said, about the stuff that you're going through right now, the same fucking tests that Gracie's mom just had to go through to find out it was her gallbladder. And the fact that she just got it took out, I know that it's going to be your gallbladder. I really hope so. I really do. That's like the easiest fix. It's like not a chronic issue. Cut it out and go home, you know? Yeah, I think you're, you'll you be fine. I think you're going to have a really good story. To I think... You always can just like, I can tell with people. I See, I don't think what I'm going to end up being good at one day. I'm good at this. 
And I think what I'm really going to be good at is putting people together to work together and building shows and not necessarily like a platform, like a TikTok or nothing. Like, I don't fucking do any of that. But I want to I want to produce shows and bring people together. Like somebody like you and some of the women that we've had on. That actually, there's so much negativity and there's so much. I would be completely uh, a complete hypocrite if I didn't say I was one of the men that followed grown ass women that were sexualized on social media. I'm a single man. I like looking at bad women. I do. I fucking love them. But I, I, got- I like looking at bad women. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. I do. But also, too, there needs to be positive influences of women in the world. You don't just need to be nasty bitches out there. There need. It, you know, there needs to be an influx of good women with good stories. The fact that you want to start a fucking foster home, start that you have the positive outlook on your on life with you being in negative situations, like you mixing with other people that has the same mindset as you do. Like that's the shit I live for. That's the shit I love. Like, that, that's the kind of stuff that brings change with all the stuff that is on social media now. And it's only going to get worse. It's, it's, it's not coming back. It's not coming back. And the thing and thing is that I'm, I'm a Christian. That's not a very good one. I love the good Lord, and he loves me, and I'm hoping he made me the way that he made me for a damn reason, to be honest with you. Kind of hardened, but still got just as much faith as the next person. Um, I'm hoping that the way that I am and so I can connect with people like you and people like I connected with recently that have faith, that have a story to tell to remind people, hey, look, we can we can still be put our faith out into the world, and we ain't got to be churchy about it. Yes, we we ain't got to be churchy about it, and that kind of sounds hypocritical to a lot of churchy ass people. But don't nobody scare people off from loving the good Lord more than churchy ass people. Wow. Well, yes. Yeah. All right. It's, the best people in this world are fucking bikers that do toy runs for kids and they the roughest looking sons of bitches on this planet. But I, I'm a weird person. I'm a weird ass. Person. I like being weird, but, and <laughs> I just think like you, you want to do stuff for, for like start a foster home and all that kind of stuff. And the hell that you receive on social media. I told somebody last night, uh, thieves don't try to break into empty houses. So just remember every time like you're going through some shit, receiving hate or catching backlash for anything good that you're doing. When you're doing good, the devil works just as fucking hard. That's true. Anyway, uh, well, we'll end it on that. I want you to drop your social medias. You got a podcast coming out too uh, soon. Have you named it or what you doing with it? You got to you got to tell me a little bit about it before we get off here. All right. I did. I came up with a name. I had posted on Instagram because I was like, I had a name in my mind. And I was like, maybe someone will have something that speaks to me a little bit better and nothing, nothing did. And I was like, this is the one I have to do it. So I'm starting a podcast. I just have to record my first episode because I, that, I don't know why I have a mental block with that, but I am naming it chronically unbroken. Oh, I like that. The chronically unbroken podcast. Oh, I like that. That is good. That is very, very good. I usually have to cuss people out about the names of their podcast. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't have to with me. No, no, I literally, I think you might be the first person. 
Oh, wow. That's amazing. I think, I think of everybody that's told me it was getting on here. Um, I think Miss Jennifer over in Alabama. I think she had a good name too. Uh, I think you two are the only ones. Um, SJ, SJ up in Canada too. Uh, but everybody else though, I've just been like, look, you've got to be authentic. You've got to be, you've got to be authentic. I have to keep chronically in the name because chronic illness is just a huge part of who I am. And then unbroken just came really easy to me because I've been through so much and I am still here and I'm still pushing forward despite all of the negativity and the hate and all those things. Like you can't break me chronically. unbroken. No, that's a great fucking name. That's a great brand name. Are you branding yourself yet? I think, I don't know. I'm trying, I guess. Yeah. Uh, trademark that shit when we get off here that is i know i'm like i thought about it i was like well someone's probably gonna go do it now for me (laughs) what is that chronic is what cb chronically cu oh yeah that's a good logo cu i came up Uh, with art already i haven't thought of a logo yet so maybe oh yeah and it's cu right it's you could do so many good things yeah that's fucking (laughs) gas that is oh yeah yeah just hyped me up so (laughs) well that's like this shit of this that i'm good at like a lot of people don't see a lot of the things that i do people don't realize from working in radio and everything i've done with bearded bastard to radio to this it's almost like i've got like a master's degree in marketing and everything else but like in real time and been paid for it the entire time some, yeah. of these, some of these people that I meet off of social media, they think they're big shit because they got like a million followers. And then like I talk to them for an hour and it's like, uh, what are you doing with it? Oh, <laughs> I'm making videos, man. I got, I got a million likes yesterday. What are you doing with it? Twerking. <laughs> yeah. Then they just don't, they don't, they don't get Everything is always leading up to the next step. Mm-hmm. You and anybody, like you should be planning for TikTok, Instagram, whatever to end. Because mm-hmm. it's going to. And you should be branding yourself. Everything, all these things are marketing tools. That is all it is. Every one of them is just another opportunity to brand yourself, to set yourself up for the next move. That is it. One, of, They're all going to go away. I had at one point in time, like, I don't know, 200 something thousand people on Snapchat and oh it, it was the worst thing ever. It made, me, yes. it, made me, it made me a lot of money, but it was great. I, it, it was great, but it was horrible. It was the worst shit ever having to check all those fucking messages day in and day out and answer everybody. And then if I'd have hired somebody to do it, I'd have had to give away money. Like yeah, it, was, it was, it was horrible. Like you couldn't do it. And people don't realize like you have to, you have to be ready for like stuff. So marketing yourself, but um, it's going to come easy to you. It should. That's a great name. That's a great brand. Uh, you need to go fucking like right now. I don't know if you, what time stamping is, if you don't know, go <laughs> right now and send me a message on Instagram. When we get done with this, the chronically unbroken podcast and brand today, that way nobody else can steal it from you. It's also going to okay. be time. It's also going to be. Ta- it's also going to be timestamp because we did this episode. That way, even though you haven't trademarked it yet, and I would definitely trademark that. Um, but nobody can. It's like whatever it's called. It's called um, 
something theft. It's, not, it's mental theft or some shit. I can't remember the actual term. But uh, anyway, drop your other social medias, and I'm going to let you get out of here. But uh, you're doing great. If you need any help with uh, the rest of your stuff, you let me know. And um, you're good at it. I like I like, uh, I like like sitting down and talking with you. I'll release this show tonight, probably about 7 o'clock. Tell you folks, go live. Tell them to listen to it, follow it. And tell those haters or whatever, if they want to come at me, they want to come at you, just tell them to fuck off. If they, <laughs> they, don't want, they don't want this heat. If they think the folks that follow you are mean, you let some of them big gals that love me and the way I love them come after their ass. They will fuck them up. Oh, well, with that being said, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll do it the right way. We'll do it the right way. Oh man. Uh, no. So I'm really just on TikTok and Instagram and my name is chronically.brianne. So period in between chronically Brianne. Well, thank you, darling, for hanging out for a little bit. And no, that was a great show. It was um, so fun to you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Hey, well, thank each and every one of y'all for listening to the Josh Terry podcast. The new shirts are coming out this week. So make sure y'all go look at the website in the next day or two. The new logo is dropping this week. I want to thank you to my boy, buddy over in the UK for doing it. It is nasty. I can't wait to premiere it for y'all. And uh, hey, y'all, uh, make sure y'all go follow this young lady. Keep up with her story. And we will catch y'all next time. See you. <laughs>